And welcome back to Sports the Nemo Way, the Cleveland Browns episode. Man, I almost wanted to say a person there and still throwing me off. But anyway, the Cleveland Browns episode of Sports the Nemo Way, where we will be discussing the Mount Rushmore of the Cleveland Browns, like last week with the Steelers. Like we said, we would like to have a guest for all these episodes, but due to unforeseen circumstances, our guest could not make it tonight, but he has sent us with a list. So he, we do have a six-persons list tonight. Um, and just so we're up front with everybody, um, Wade was on his way here and had a flat tire, and we've waited a little while on him, and he's not here yet. So we went ahead and started, but hopefully Wade will show up in the middle of this. But we do have his list as well, so hopefully we can uh, touch on these things. <clears throat> All right, so let's get this thing started. I'm going to go to Drew first. Drew, who is your number four, Cleveland Brown? Um, tied in, Ozzy Newsman. Ozzy Newsom? Yeah. Well, Ozzie Newsom is also my number four. Oh, okay. Uh, Ozzie Newsom is also Wade's number four. Okay. All right. Yeah. Not right. mine, but Wade's. Okay. Ozzie Newsom is also my number four. Holy crap. <laughs> <laughs> what about Jimmy? Um, J- Ozzie Newsom did not make Jimmy's list. Uh, oh, okay. <clears throat> so, interesting. Yeah, so I guess, uh, Drew, do you have anything to say again uh, for old Ozzie? Oh, um, well... Pro Bowler three times, one time All Pro. He's got, he's only twenty yards away from eight thousand yards. Um, he's ninth all time as a tight end on yards, and he's eighth all time on catches for a tight end. So I mean, that's pretty high for the era he played in. He started in the late or middle late seventies to the, I think ninety was his last year. So I mean, they weren't passing the ball a ton. So for him to be able to be that high on tight end list, I thought that was pretty well and. It's, the Browns aren't as strong as a franchise, I don't think, as the Steelers were last week, so it was easier. For, Definitely think. not. Definitely not. Yeah. <laughs> so, Sorry, I, thought, I thought he was a good four for the Browns, my perspective. Fair, fair. Ray, do you have anything to add? Um, uh, not really. The The rush yards and the rush TD kind of came out to me. So of course it would. Of course it would. So, it's, I mean, it was just kind of interesting to tie it in. Got some well, he doesn't have any interceptions, right? What are you going to do? Well, maybe I'll manufacture <laughs> maybe I'll manufacture them and just put them on the stat list just because. Well, I got a few things to add for all Ozzy. Um, he's on the All Eighties team. Um, he is the Browns' all-time leader in catches and receiving yards, and he's fifth all-time in Browns history in touchdowns. Um, so, as far as the Browns go. Um, as far as, you know, receiving for the Browns, he pretty much as good as it gets. He's number one in two categories and number five in the third one. So I would say he did a pretty good job there. Like And like Drew said, playing in the 80s uh, mainly, you know, not a pass-happy time for the NFL and especially not a, a big catch time for tight ends. You know, tight ends today are predominantly catch guys, but back then they were mainly blockers. All the people ahead of him were like, Gronk, Tony Gonzalez, Antonio Gates, Shannon Sharp, Shannon Sharp, I'm sure Travis Kelsey, Jason Witten. Yeah, and there's probably the six, seven right there that are ahead of him. Yeah, and they all played today, and we know how much all of them got the ball. So. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Uncle Doug, do you remember watching Ozzie Newsom play? Oh yeah, was was he yeah. pretty good? Yep, he was, and I he, I highly considered him. Um, he would have been my fourth, but I had somebody else in mind. I'll tell you about in a minute. All right, well. 
Um, I guess that only leaves us with two lists that don't have a number four yet. So, Uncle Doug, would you like to tell us who your number four is? Yeah, my number four is Paul Warfield. Paul Warfield, okay. Yeah. Receiver for the Browns and the Dolphins. And I went back and forth between he and Ozzie um, because Warfield played 13 years. Mm-hmm. Um, eight with Cleveland, five with Miami. Uh, he started with Cleveland, went to Miami for a little bit, and he went back and finished at Cleveland. Um, he has three titles. He won one NFL title with the Browns pre-Super Bowl. And then he won two Super Bowls with the Dolphins. Hmm. What year or uh, what years did you say he played? Uh, it would have been he would have been early sixties up he, to maybe like seventy. Was he on the undefeated Dolphins team? I believe he was. Oh. What what's his name again, Uncle Doug? Paul Warfield. Warfield. Okay. Yep. I was spelling it wrong. I, I was. I was. Yeah. Got you. All right. Uh, I got it. I got it. I just pulled him up. Eight was, times Pro Bowl. Uh, five times All-Pro. Uh, two times he was the touchdown leader. It was He's on the Ring of Honor in both Cleveland and Miami. Oh. Made the Ring of Honor in both places. And his career yards per catch is 20.1. Oh, wow. wow. Not just for a season, but for his career. Wow. Oh, my God. That's, yeah, that's I mean, that was kind of his thing. He was fast. Um he had 420-some receptions and over 8,500 receiving yards. So, But he didn't, he didn't rush for any touchdowns. No, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Can't so, yeah, I, I threw Paul in there because he was uh, – the thing that, that kind of hurt him, I think, is he did play five years with Miami. So a lot of his stats came there too. I was going to say, you know, uh, um, one of the things I looked at was that – Ozzy played, also played thirteen years, but all thirteen of them were in Cleveland. Yeah. 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 So yeah, mm-hmm. I understand. Yeah, that's that's a good point. Mm-hmm. Anyway, it's interesting to discuss old Paul. He was he was quite a receiver. All right. Well, I think everybody but Jimmy has now named their four. Correct. Yeah. All right. Well, I have to get Jimmy's number four here. And uh, now, if I butcher this name, I apologize because I don't know who this person is. Um. So, but uh, Brian Sipe. Oh, yeah. I remember S-I-P-E. Brian Sipe. Yep. Um, he's a uh, quarterback. Yep. Um, and uh, I can get football reference to work. Looks like he played 10 years all in Cleveland. Um, just trying to get a little background. Oh, he he did lead the NFL in uh, touchdowns one season. Like he got MVP. Um, and he uh, also led the NFL in interceptions twice. <laughs> uh, looks like he played from seventy four to eighty three. Um, he does have an MVP. How do I not know who this person is? And he has an MVP. Yeah, I remember watching him play, and I did not realize he was MVP. But it says a 1980 AP MVP. But yes, it also says he's only made, he only made one Pro Bowl. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> 1980 MVP. 1980, he threw 30 touchdowns and 14 interceptions. Um, completion percentage of 60, which 
you know, back then was pretty decent. Mm-hmm. Um, he uh, trying to, oh, he threw he threw for four thousand yards that season, which back in eighty, that's yeah, pretty that, impressive. That is that is very. Um, he has twenty three thousand passing yards for his career, one hundred and fifty four touchdowns with one hundred and forty nine ints. <laughs> um. So I will say I'm not blown away by this guy, but hey, I mean, he's an NFL MVP. So I mean, yeah, I mean that, that, that's. I'm trying to think what was the years when Cleveland went. I like that when the Broncos kept beating them. I think the Broncos I, beat them a couple times. I, oh, be, I think that was early. No, I think I think they might have went to the Super Bowl in 1980. Did they? Did they go to the Super Bowl that year and lose? Was that the? I can't remember. Oh, I've got it. I've got this. I can. I can just click. Um. Well, they lost in the divisional round, fourteen to twelve, to the <laughs> Raiders. Oh, the Raiders. Okay. Yeah, I remember watching Sight play. I can't tell you too much about him. I did not remember the MVP, but they were. They finished first in their division with an eleven and five record. Um, trying to pull up some stats here. Sorry. Um, Mike Pruitt ran for a thousand yards for the team that year. Um, Mike Pruitt. That's what it says. Hmm. I remember a Greg Pruitt. Mike Pruitt had one thousand thirty-four yards and six touchdowns. Oh, okay. And then receiving. Um, they didn't have very many great receiving yards, guys. They had, um, Reggie Rucker had 700 yards and Dave Logan had 800 yards. That was the two top guys there. Ozzie Newsom had almost 600. Okay, so he would have thrown to Ozzie then. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, interesting. Yeah. All right. Well, I learned something already, so I'm I'm happy with this episode. So that is everybody's number four. Yep. So we need to move on to number three, and I dropped Jimmy's list over here. Um, Ray, who's your number three? Uh, Lou Groza, the kicker. He uh, nine-time Pro Bowl. Uh, let's see. He's the all-time leading Brown scorer. Uh, with it was either sixteen oh two or sixteen oh eight points. So, for a kicker to be the leading scorer for, for that franchise, I thought I might as well just throw him on there. Well, um, not trying to be a jerk here, Ray, but I think huh? kicker is the leading scorer for every franchise. Yeah, but that, that I, I'm not going to pick a kicker for anybody else except for this one. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Um, I consider I heavily considered or am heavily considering a kicker for next week. Really? Yeah. He's the most accurate kicker in NFL history. He might be the best kicker, and he's kicked farthest. Yeah, he has the record for farthest kick in NFL history. He's the most accurate kicker in NFL history. Um, He won a Super Bowl. Like, (laughs) there's some consideration there. But anyway, uh, what's this guy's name again, Ray? Luke Rosa. Can you spell Rosa? G. As in G. Yes. R O Z A. 
Lou Groza. Play for, oh, played from 46 to 67. Uh, yeah. No wonder he's got the points. <laughs> he was on my list. I, I mean, not on my top four, but he's on my consideration list. Yeah. I was looking at him. And he's also down for all oh. offensive line. I was just saying, he played left tackle. Yeah. yeah. He played center, right tackle, left tackle for like 10 years, and then he decides to kick. Well, he had six Pro Bowl selections as a tackle, 1,600 points, played in 13 title games, nine Pro Bowls over 21 seasons. Um, he was something. Yeah, I mean, he's a... He's on the All Fifties team. Uh, he's a, obviously a Hall of Famer. Um, he won four championships, uh, not Super Bowls, but championships. Uh, um, and in nineteen fifty four, he was the Sporting News NFL Player of the Year. Nineteen fifty four. Yeah, <laughs> he was. That's right. Yeah, dude, that's what he's got a player of the year. That's one of those old football players. The MVP is like named different things. But get this, he uh, he did play left tackle also this year, but he only made sixty six percent of his kicks that year. Yeah, like the year before that, he made eighty eight percent. Like he 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 dropped twenty two percent, and they made him player of the year. <laughs> <laughs> What's his worst kicking year? Uh, he, 31%. And <laughs> additional career stats. 22%. What? Additional career stats. One catch for 23 yards and a touchdown. <laughs> <laughs> the man does it all. And he threw a pass, but it was minus seven yards and this guy's really done it all. I mean, he played every position. Well, we are going to talk, I know, because they're on my list, but I assume other people have them on their list, too. We're going to talk about somebody else that played multiple positions here in a little bit, too. So, well, I don't have Lou Groza on my list. I don't either. It's a uh, shame. He's not on Wade's, and he's he not on make mine. He was on my, I was looking at him, though. He so, did not make Jimmy's, either. Yeah, so, but yeah, he, he's an interesting guy. <laughs> By the way, this is also the franchise that a few years ago named their punter as the season MVP. <laughs> like, the team did that themselves. <laughs> so, <laughs> that's the franchise we're talking about, guys. Yeah. Uh, you wouldn't want to be on the team when the punter's the MVP. <laughs> no, I no. I speak no. highly of you. By the way, I, I do want to say this. Um, I didn't do a very good job of it earlier. Um, Jimmy, who is the the guest that is not here, but we have his list this week, grew up, lived his first, I don't know, 30-some years of his life in Cleveland, a diehard Browns fan. He still is. Yeah, yeah still is a diehard Browns fan, um, but, you know, moved here, um, and, uh, you know, for a woman, we all do crazy things for women, I guess. <laughs> and uh, he's a big, big Browns fan, um, so we wanted to have him on for this episode. I just wanted to say that earlier. Or should have said that earlier. <clears throat> All right, so uh, I will give my number three, I guess. Um, my number three is Joe Thomas. Yes, he's my number three as well. Uh, he's also my number three, and he's also Wade's number three. All right. Okay. <laughs> well, he did not make Jimmy's list. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, and I asked Jimmy specifically why, and his reasoning was is just because 
although he had a great career, it never led to victories because they sucked the whole time. (laughs) (laughs) And isn't this, I mean, doesn't Joe Thomas become eligible for the Hall of Fame this year? I believe so. He's not not in, yeah. He's only been retired a couple years. I think he retired in 17. That was at the partial year when he got hurt. Yes. Yeah. And he, other than that, though, he played every game of his I know, career. Never yeah. missed a game. For uh, yeah, that's amazing. He re- yeah he retired in seven after the seventeen season. Right. So yeah, it should be he should be eligible then probably next year. Well, I will say the one thing I do agree with Jimmy about is the reason Joe Thomas is third and not second or first is because the lack of team success and. I will say this, too. I'm not trying to hate on offensive linemen, but there's nothing to compare with offensive linemen. They have no stats. Right. Yeah, you know right. what I'm saying? It's like, well, he was you know, one of the best offensive linemen of my lifetime. Everybody raves about how great of a blocker he is and all these things, but I don't have anything to look at. You know, it's just he was a great offensive lineman. He's going to make the Hall of Fame. Um, you know, his games played are super impressive. You know, played every game for – what was it, uh, 10 years straight? Right. Ten. Yeah. For a lineman to play yeah. that long and never miss, that's impressive. Very. Um, he also made the all-2010 team, 2010's team. Um, you know, one of, the, one of the best tackles of a generation, if not the best tackle of a generation. So that's what I have to say about old Joe Thomas. Does anybody else have anything to add, Drew? Mm-hmm. He did it all. He's probably the only he's the only Brown player I got to watch. I remember when he got hurt, and they were like, "Oh, his streak's gonna end now." Yeah, I remember that. But no. Well, and he got hurt, and then subsequently retired, and the Browns got good. That's the crappy part about it. Right? Yeah, is like he if he would have been able to hang on for another couple of years, he might have been able to experience. He would have he would have been able to experience playoff football. Right. But it had some success. Yeah. But he I do believe he does a pretty good job as a commentator now. Yeah. yeah I think I'm he does a good job. Uncle Doug, do you have anything else to add? No, I pretty well covered it. Uh, Ray, did you consider Joe yeah, Thomas for your list? I, I did, actually. He was on my – when I looked up the players, he was in the, in the top ten. So it was went from ten to four. Awesome. So he was on it. Um, so is that everybody but Jimmy's number three? Yeah, I believe so. All right, well, here is Jimmy's number three, Bernie Kosar. Oh, I thought Bernie might be on there someplace. Uh, if you're a Browns fan, there's a special place in your heart for Bernie Kosar because, of course, my brother was a Browns fan for years, and Bernie was his favorite player. He loved Bernie. Um, so Bernie Kosar was – he was a good quarterback. He was fun to watch in college and fun to watch in Cleveland. Um, and you know, one of those guys that you just wish could have had more success. He uh, he played 11 years in the league, eight of which in Cleveland. Uh, he won Offensive Player of the Year once. Um, it says he's a Super Bowl champ, but I'm trying to figure out where. Uh, I don't know where he went after Cleveland. Uh oh! In 1993, he was the backup in Dallas. Oh okay. So, <laughs> um, looks like he took over when Brian Sipe hit. Right. I was thinking he. Was, yeah, he was quarterback in Cleveland from '85 to 
began in 93, and he was traded yeah. to Dallas. I think he came out of the University of Miami. Yeah. yeah watched him play at Miami and then went to Cleveland. And one of my favorite stories about Kosar, I, think, I don't know if Derek told me this or where I heard this, but he was at some big fundraiser. He's he's a big philanthropic guy. He likes to give money. And some big fundraiser, and he was walking around visiting with all the big shots and had on dress slacks and the whole bit. And um, There were several other really famous quarterbacks there at the time. And so they got to talking about it. Some guy put up money or something. If they would throw footballs through like a tire at a certain distance. And so these guys all strip off their jackets and dress shirts and put on cleats or whatever, and they're throwing and stuff. And so then they say, Bernie, you going to do this? And he goes, yeah. Doesn't change his dress shoes, doesn't take his coat off, just walks over and fires like 10 for 10. <laughs> you know, these other guys are doing all this stuff to try to do it, and he's just like, boom, 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 boom. <laughs> he was super accurate. And um, well, I'm looking at some stats here. Um he never threw more than 22 touchdowns in his career. Yeah. Um, and that's the most. And, you know, next, to, he had a, two seasons of 18. Willard's here! Willard, we're, uh, we're discussing Bernie Kozar at the moment. He made Jimmy's list. Um, we have discussed, thus far, we have discussed everybody's number four. Okay. Which Ozzie Newsom was actually a majority of our number yeah, fours, right. um, and then Uncle Doug, uh, Uncle Doug, you had who? Paul Paul Warfield. Paul Warfield and Jimmy had Brian Sipe, a quarterback from the eighties, um, and then number threes, almost everybody had Joe Thomas, okay. um, except for Ray, who had Lou Gorza. Groza. Groza. All he's the kicker, all time leading scorer, the multi talented. <laughs> he played kicker, center, left tackle. Oh. Through a pass. Yeah. So he did a lot more in this game. <clears throat> and then uh, Jimmy had Bernie Kozar. So that's where we're at. Well, I figured Kozar would sh- might show up. On some- well, I know Jimmy loved Kozar, so I figured he showed up. Your Uncle Derek did, too. Oh. Well, he loved Kozar. Well, he is probably the greatest quarterback in our franchise. That doesn't say much, but... I don't know if he is. You don't think so? Oh, I forgot about autogram. <laughs> 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 um, but fart, sorry. Yeah. My mic's on, right? Yeah. 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 Okay. <laughs> Um, but anyway, he has 124 touchdowns to 87 interceptions. He threw more interceptions than touchdowns twice in his career. When the NFL actually, since the NFL formed, he probably is their best quarterback. He led those teams to the AFC Championships, didn't he? Yeah, I believe you're right. Those teams that lost to Denver on the really shitty right. plays. Yeah, well, uh, he missed the Denver uh, games earlier. Right John Elway always got him. Mm-hmm. Oh, dirty Elway. <laughs> back with, I think that was Ernest Biner and oh, yeah. a couple of those running backs. Yeah, who was the one that did the fumble that lost in the AFC Championship game? Was it was it him? I don't know. Oh, Jimmy, that, that, Jimmy two running that. backs. One of them was Biner, and I can't think of the was other guy's was, name. Was that the the drive game? Probably. Yeah. Yeah. What makes the drive? You know, yeah. were to get him to the Super Bowl, and then they got spanked in the Super Bowl. Uh, these are some of the things that's hard for me to uh, wrap my head around. Like in 1987, Bernie Kosar was the was uh, offensive player of the year for the NFL. With he threw for right at 3,000 yards, 22 touchdowns and nine interceptions. Um, was he really? 
<laughs> Back then, that was pretty good. Yeah, I mean, but in '87, you had—I mean, Montana was playing, Young was playing by that point. Like, even Fox was playing by that point. What Marino was playing? Yeah, well, I mean, did he turn around the Browns though? I mean, if he turned around the Browns, people are gonna give you a lot of credit. When they were eight and four, I mean, I—I I mean, that's I mean, a pretty good record, I guess. But I mean, it's not like. Well, I mean, I don't know what they did that season. We can click and find out. Well, I know, like, at a certain point, I remember looking. These aren't exact numbers. This is off the top of my head. But I'm pretty sure Elway won an MVP or two with, like, like under 4,000 yards, like 25 touchdowns and, like, 14 interceptions. Like, those, that was considered. Yeah, no, I mean, I'm not expecting guys to throw over 4,000 during this point in time. Although, we did say that Sip did once. Sip yeah, threw for 4,000 yards. He yeah. won an MVP. I didn't even know who right. it was. Well, back then, I'm going to um, say. Yeah, Four thousand yards. yards back then. Yeah, five thousand yeah. now. If you get five thousand now, it's a huge deal. With you know, yeah. four, that used to be four thousand. Well, like um, that's why Dan Marino was up a reek. Yeah, absolutely. And like Dan wasn't Dan Faust in the seventies. Oh yeah, he threw for twenty yards. Yeah, yeah. Because that was uh, that offense was crazy. Oh, okay, yeah. so the MVP of the season we're talking about was John Elway. Okay. With 3,200 yards, okay. 19 touchdowns, and 12 picks. Threw him up on here. Um, <laughs> sounds like Kozar was better. <laughs> uh, and Joe Montana came in third in MVP that year. They're on for 3,000 yards, 31 touchdowns, and 13 picks. Hmm. Um, Jerry Rice came in second in the MVP there. So pretty much those two split the year MVP votes, and that's why... Montana didn't win MVP, probably. But he had... How'd they land on Elway? <laughs> yeah. 19 touchdowns and what did you say, 12 or 13? 12 interceptions, yeah. And um, Here we go with the MVP. Did he, like, rush a lot or something? Like, I don't... He had, he had 300 rushing yards and four TDs. I mean, that's decent, but that's yeah. not... But Montana had 150 rushing yards and a TD. So, I mean, not like he, like, like doubled his passing. <laughs> yeah. uh, okay. Jerry Rice caught 65 passes for 1,000 yards and 22 TDs. And that's in the shortened season, correct? Yeah, shortened season. Because he had the touchdown games. record in a shortened season. Yeah. That's why people still consider it to be the greatest touchdown season ever, When, when even though Moss broke it in a 16 games. So, but I'm confused because... It says that Bernie Kozar won Offensive Player of the Year, but he came in fourth in the voting, according to this. Yeah, he's offensive player, and the guys that finished ahead of him in the voting were all offensive guys. Yeah, those are the three guys we just talked about. Right, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, that you're right. That makes It says Jerry <laughs> Rice crazy. received 81% of the votes. <laughs> <laughs> That's really what it says. <laughs> so, why? I don't understand. If he got 81% of the vote, how did... Like <laughs> yeah, I don't know. And Reggie White was defensive player of the year that year. No shocker there. With in twelve games had twenty one sacks. <laughs> <laughs> wow, what an animal. Mm. Yeah. So we are we slowly working through our number threes right now. Yes. So we're yes. Gonna, okay. I believe this is the end of number That's three. It. Though. We got all the because everybody in the room except for Ray and Jimmy had Joe Thomas. Yeah. Okay. So. Did you tell everybody else my list? Or just... I, I've been doing them in the order that you sent them to me. Cool. Yeah, yeah so we know who number four or three are. Joe third. Okay. So I had awesome. you listed. And then uh, before we get to two, though, because there was someone I almost put as my four, but it's just because I wanted to bring him up because I think he deserves to get brought up. But Clay Matthews, not the one from the Packers, mm-hmm. the one that right. played, his dad. 
Yeah. I almost put as my number four, and he deserves to, one to be in the Hall of Fame. It's a sham that he's not. And I really wanted to put him as my number four, so we had to talk about him. And from the look on Ray's face, I believe we're going to talk about him. And, <laughs> you have him higher than three? Yeah. But I had him. I considered him for my list. I compared him. I know Uncle Doug and Alex will know who I'm talking about. I don't know about Drew and Ray, but I mean, most people know Junior Seau, right? Yeah. Oh yeah, one yeah. of the greatest linebackers oh, okay. of all time. Yes, mm-hmm. was a probably might make our top four for the Chargers. Mm-hmm. Um, I compared him to Junior Seau. You can make a strong argument that the original Clay Matthews had a better career than Junior Seau in some some categories. He kind of whoops him in sacks. He has more solo tackles. I believe uh, interceptions, say I beats him by like two or something. The force fumbles, they're a little bit apart. But like, because say I was, this, was known as a versatile linebacker. I got you. I got him pulled up side by side. I believe like Clay Matthews beats him by like 26 or 27 mm-hmm. sacks. Hold on though, dude. <laughs> oh no! Here we but go. Junior Seau has more receiving yards than Clay Matthews. Yeah, that's the, that's the new thing we're doing. <laughs> <laughs> no, they, they both have zero touchdowns. Uh, and offensively, I mean, defensively, they both have one. Okay, we're looking at weird stats. So it doesn't matter. You must have a touchdown. <laughs> <laughs> so here's here they are lined up next to each other defensively. Um, they both have fifteen hundred tackles. Um, yeah. they're separated by about forty. Yeah, uh, 39, but actually. Clay Matthews getting the edge, right? In solo tackles? Yeah, whatever. about a 39 tackles. Okay, still. yeah. Um, over, he played 10 more games. Yeah. Um, I think Seau started more games, though, I believe. Games? I they, don't, they don't have games started on here. Oh, okay. Where I'm looking, so... Not a huge deal. I'm anyway. not sure. Keep going. Um, they do not have tackles for loss for Clay Matthews. Well, it gets tricky. I also don't think, because it's really weird if you look... Because I think they keep started they started tracking tackles at a certain point, but I don't think assisted tackles became a thing till a little later on, mm-hmm. and it made some people's stats goofy. Yeah, and so I think he's he suffers from some of that. And tackles for loss, they didn't keep track up till quite a bit yeah. later. Right, so I think because you, know, you hear guys like now, like back on the glute kick, he was playing. He's like he had up two hundred and twelve tackles this year. When he when maybe like a hundred and twenty of them were solo tackles. Yeah, like, they have solo tackles. Yeah, or like total now, ta- they have total tackles, solo tackles, and, and yeah, total tackles for lives. Clay Matthews has twenty six more sacks. Yes, mm-hmm. he has sixteen more forced fumbles. Yeah, um, pretty crazy. Junior Seau's four more fumbles recovered. Yeah, and then he beat they, him by interceptions by like a, what two <clears> three. Seau has two more interceptions. Yeah. So, and in, in, doesn't it sound like it's a pretty clear that Clay Matthews probably better than Junior Seau or had a little better career? He's right there with him, yeah. I yeah. remember watching Clay Matthews, and he was a force for the Browns. Clay Matthews is not in the Hall of Fame, and Junior Seau was like a first ballot Hall of Fame. Yeah. I was shocked when I, was, when I said Clay's on my list of guys I researched. And I had to put not yet under Hall of Fame because I it's couldn't like, figure out why. You have over 1,500 solo tackles. <clears throat> you were a tackling monster. And then you throw in over 80 career sacks. Yeah. You were an all-around beast. And then, yeah. But I think, I didn't know anyone was going to put him on their list. And I, I now know someone does have him. So we can continue going and let... Ray I mean, you guys made. I mean, you guys pretty much did everything I was going to do. So. 
Like, if you can beat out Junior Seau in a bunch of major categories, you were a monster. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Junior, Mon- so, Junior Seau is one of the best linebackers of our lifetime. He is. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> he will probably be on my Mount Rushmore for the Chargers. Probably. I mean, <laughs> I mean if I'm just thinking off the top of my head, he is. Yeah, yeah I mean, if he's sure. not, it'd be like my five or six, but yeah. he's probably going to be on it. But, but yeah, that's just, that was my perfect comparison. I thought, you know, if he can beat out Junior Seau and probably the two major categories and sacks and forced fumbles and tackles, you're you're a monster, and I don't know why the fuck he's not in all of them. Yeah, I I didn't understand that either. Yeah, I mean, it makes sense. They said he was good in coverage too, so it's not like he, probably I mean, probably because he's a brown. And I'm not even trying to be mean, but I mean like yeah, you yeah. played on a shit team your whole career. Like, I mean, I guess he would have been there during those AFC Championship years because he played yeah. from '78 to '96. So, so yeah, he was there when mm-hmm. well when Kosar was there and Brian Sipe was there. Yeah. He was there during their best runs in the NFL when they had the NFL for him. But yeah, but again, it but it is the Browns. Yeah, it's sad did, that is to say. Yeah. <laughs> he, he played for um, 19 years, mm-hmm. but only the first 16 were in Cleveland. He played his last three years in Atlanta. Yeah, but still, I mean, that's a long time to play it's for the Browns yeah. too. Well, first yeah. of all, who plays 19 years at linebacker? Right. Yeah, you got to be yeah. a beast. Mm. Anyway, I mean, well, we saw what it did to Junior Seau. Yeah. I'm not even trying to be mean at all. Right. Well, he I got know. that CTE thing. Yeah, and he killed himself. Yeah, I know. Like, right. I mean, like, that's... Well, the CTE stuff led to a lot of really nasty stuff. Yeah. A lot of depression and suicides and anger problems. And I'm trying to remember who it was. I was listening to a interview a few years ago. And I'm pretty sure it was, like, a really good, like, probably Hall of Fame NFL player. I can't remember who it was off the top of my head. And they were talking about... He can't. He couldn't watch his own children because, like, he would lose his children and not realize he lost them because he 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 would forget that he was supposed to be watching his children. Well, I think I read the same. One thing, of the yeah. worst people with like shit like that is the Bears quarterback from the eighties. Yeah, oh, Jim uh, McMahon. Jim he McMahon. doesn't know what the fuck's going on half the time. Well, he's a terrible memory. I saw an interview with him. I think last year, or the year before, where they've done. He's he's doing some uh, experimental treatment. Um, where they he has to go in every day and have something done to his neck and like the base of his his spine and like it makes fluid drain out of it. Like okay, so the way it was, I I I understood it anyway. I'm not gonna act like I'm some medical expert, but when we sleep, um, some type of brain fluid like moves around in our head and like depending on how you sleep is how it drains and it does these things. Um, but apparently these guys with CTE, it's not draining, it's not moving. Mm, okay. And then, um, it directly affects certain parts of your brain and memory is one of the biggest things it does. It like, it'll like pool and like start affecting your memories and things or your memory systems or however that works. I'm not, I, I, I'm out of my depth here. I'm just trying to relay what I thought I understood from what he was saying about how the treatment worked and what they were doing to him was helping the stuff drain the right way. Um, but I don't know. <clears throat> but yeah, I have heard that, that his is, he's a mess mentally yeah. because of his CTE. Yeah, that was a good one there to bring up old Clay Matthews. So, Ray, since we brought him up, do you just want to tell us where you have him ranked? I got him at two. You got him at two, so that would have been your next guy. Yeah, okay. say. that worked out perfect. All right, so I'm going to – nobody else has Clay Matthews other than Ray? Uh, no. no. Considered him, but didn't make it. Yeah. yeah. All right, well, Wade, since you're, you haven't got to say anybody yet, do you want to tell us who your number two is? It is Otto Graham. 
It is autogram. He is also my number he's two. He's also my number two. He's also my number two. I mean, I think the top two were. Well, I thought were pretty obvious. <laughs> <laughs> well, I will say he is not Jimmy's number two. Mm, really? Really? I think. Oh, did he swap him and everyone else's number okay. one? Gotcha. Okay. Well. Okay. That's. Uh... I would assume everybody else knows who number one is at this point, but yeah, uh, the listeners, I mean, but uh, so Jimmy put Jim Brown as number two. Yes, he did. Okay. Autogram was number one. Um, hmm. well, I mean, it's um, Jimmy wanted me to tell everybody he did his list based on who impacted their era the most. Oh, okay, okay. okay. Well, an autogram is. Had a huge impact. <laughs> yeah, he's one of like the pioneers of football. Like he's well, here's another guy that played multiple positions. He played both ways. He played quarterback and defensive back. Um, he has defensive stats. It wasn't like he was just you know like out there chilling. I'm trying to pull him. Oh, he actually scored a defensive touchdown. There you go, Ray. Yeah. Well, his rookie season, he had five interceptions. <laughs> that's, that's why it's on our list, boys. Yeah, on the list. So, uh, how, how many? How far back did he play? Forty-six. Yeah, back, back in the forties. Yeah. He also the first three years of his career returned kicks. Mm. So this guy was doing shit. Yeah. <laughs> well, this was football back then. You oh, played yeah. everywhere. Well, yeah. he's got like three MVPs, Player of the Year. He know. played ten years in the NFL and went to the championship ten years. Won seven of them. Well, I mean, that's probably why it's Jimmy's number one. <laughs> this dude I mean, was a beast. Three, what, three NFL championships and four AFC, AAFC yeah, championships? championships. Yeah, so went to the title ten times and win seven of them. That's pretty impressive. Yeah, he, yeah. yeah that, that's like almost Bill Russell shit. Right, yeah, yeah. yeah. exactly. Like, I, went to the, I went to the championship every year of my career and won seven. I mean, if I mean, I'm not, I know it's a different era, different time of football, but like, that blows Tom Brady completely out of the fucking water. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like, crazy. I mean, Tom Brady's made se- or won seven Super Bowls in like 21 seasons. Yeah. yeah. Otto Graham yeah. seven and ten. <laughs> yeah. Like, that's insane. <laughs> that's nuts. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm actually glad you made the Bill Russell comparison. I was going to use a different comparison for Jim Brown. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, he's got, like Uncle Doug said, he's got three MVPs. He's got a a player of the year. I, don't, I mean, I don't know if that was was the MVP before the MVP. Yeah, or, I don't know. I don't know what that is. The football awards are weird. When I've been yeah. looking at old players, they're like. Yeah, they're all over the place. I don't know. Yeah, but then here's the one that's confusing me. He made five Pro Bowls, but he was an all-pro seven times. Hey, uh, yeah. Darius Leonard for the Colts, rookie year, made the All-Pro team, didn't make the Pro Bowl. Yeah, I remember that. People do stupid shit sometimes. I don't yeah, know. But I'd rather be All-Pro than Pro Bowl. All-Pro is much harder to get into than the Pro yes. Bowl. Andy Dalton's like a four-time Pro Bowler. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. Here. Here's the thing. First off, guys refuse to go to the Pro Bowl, yeah. and they keep getting replacements until they find somebody that goes. Right. Mac Jones went this year. Yeah, Mac Jones went this year. You know who's a Pro Bowler? Mitch Trubisky. Yeah, he yeah. is. <laughs> yeah. And not only that, but, you know, like, four quarterbacks make each side, or three quarterbacks make each side of the Pro Bowl. Yeah, and if all pros won. Right. You know, like. Well, and when did the Pro Bowl start? I mean, he started in the 40s. Did they have Pro Bowl in the 40s? I don't know. I mean, they probably had all pro, but they might not have had a Pro Bowl. Yeah, I have no idea. I I mean, he played his entire career before the merger. 
So, um, so there was no NFL for him. Right, no Super Bowl. Yeah, no Super Bowl. I mean, he there was an NFL because he played in the NFL, yeah. but um, there was no Super Bowl year. Right. right. Um, so. Just to go over his stats a little bit, um, he did lead the league in touchdowns one year with 24. Um, he also oh, – no, wait, hold on. I'm sorry. He led the league in touchdowns three times. One season, one season with – he led the NFL in <laughs> touchdown passes his rookie season with 17. Then the, he also did it the following season with 25. But the following season after that, he did not lead the league, but he also threw 25. And then a few seasons later, he led the league with 20. But that season, when he threw 20 touchdowns and led the NFL, he also led the NFL in interceptions with 24. (laughs) (laughs) That was common not only then, but for a while after that. Yes. Elite quarterbacks, you're like, it was incredible if he threw for like 25 touchdowns. People would be like, like Joe Namath was a perfect example. Yeah. What if they did things people had never seen before, like got like 4,000 yards and threw for like, 28 touchdowns, and then, but no one will talk about the fact he had 29 interceptions. <laughs> like, and he was considered like the best player in the world at one point. That's just how quarterbacking kind of was. Well, I will say this: his obviously his yards are not super impressive by today's standards. But when considering he played most of his career in the 40s and in in the early 50s, he well, first off, he led the NFL in passing five times. Yeah. Passing yards, I mean. But he was routinely in the upper 2000s. That's impressive for back then. Right, that's what I'm saying. Like, I was I was surprised that his numbers were that high back then. Like, the, This is right after the forward pass was invented. Like, you, you know what I mean? Like, you know, so... I think 40 years later, John Elway was winning MVP with just like 400 more yards. Me and Alex had this conversation one time about how some of these all-time great quarterbacks, if you look at their stats, it's kind of like, eh. Yeah. It's a little shittier than you think. <laughs> well, here's the thing. But, I mean, I Wade and I have a very uh, weird relationship with NFL quarterbacks for a specific reason. Um, but I think until recently, quarterbacks were only judged based on Super Bowls. Mm. It didn't. It didn't matter how you got there. It was Super Bowls. That's. I mean, we talked about it last week with Bradshaw. Right. He has four Super Bowls. So it was just kind of like, well, Bradshaw's a great quarterback. But when you get down to it, was he really? You know what I mean? And I'm not even trying to pick on him. Like you just said, Namath. Unitas is kind of falls in that same category where you know his stats really aren't that great. Troy Aikman. Troy Aikman one year threw six interceptions during their playoff run, and they won the Super Bowl. Yeah. And yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. he threw two, like two touchdowns and six interceptions on in the playoffs. I'm not talking about the Raiders; just in the playoffs, they win the Super Bowl because Emmett and the offensive line are steamrolling folks, and they and Aikman's a great quarterback. Oh yeah, yeah. you know. I mean, like, there's such a double standard with a lot of it. It's it's pretty crazy. Like true fact, Peyton Manning's QB rating in the playoffs compared to Tom Brady's, they're only like. A point and a half apart, and one's considered the most clutch player of all time, and one's considered to be a playoff failure, even though their playoff QB ratings like pretty much two points apart, like just stuff like that. Well, I mean, to get there. (laughs) 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 Oh yeah. 
Oh, man, that was good. Uh, I'm trying to... Here's the other thing that I was very uh, surprised about. I thought Otto Graham would have a shit ton of rushing yards. Being an old ass. <laughs> yeah, no, it's yeah, a kick yeah. returner. But you know, th- back then they ran the ball a lot more right. than, than that. Mm-hmm. His highest year of rushing yards is 145. Oh, jeez. Oh, uh, my knowledge, quarterback scrambling was frowned upon. Very, very frowned upon. Up until but they like, ran the option all the time. Yeah, well, did they? I know they did it a lot in college. Did they do it a lot in the NFL, though? Well, that's what Bart Starr did. He scrambled mm. around some, yeah. I, I mean, knew, like, Fran Tarkington was, like, the first real scrambler scrambler. Yeah. My yeah. He, yeah. like, invented, like, he's the one that they first made up the term scrambling. Because he ran around the backfield forever, and but that was frowned upon. Even when Fran Tarkington was doing it, people were like, why? Is he, you know, he doesn't need to do that. Mm. Even though he was probably creating a lot of positive plays out of that. And it didn't come to really after Fran Tarkington when people really kind of utilized that a lot. I will say uh, Otto Graham rushed for 44 touchdowns during his career. Oh, that's, that's interesting. But here's the thing. I'm going to ask you guys this question. His rookie season, he rushed for negative 125 yards. Holy cow. How is that even possible? Well, maybe back then it was just goofy on how they did stuff. So maybe if he was like running away from a sack and he got out of the pocket and got sacked. Maybe back then that was counted as a rush or something yeah, like that. Maybe. You don't know. I mean, I'm sure things were real goofy back then. He he, he rushed 30 times for negative 125 yards and one <laughs> touchdown. That was his rookie season. <laughs> and of course, you get every time you kneel the ball, it's a couple of negative yards. And then that's true. Stuff like yeah. that. But I don't know. That's I mean, a lot of kneeling. We're talking about the 40s. I don't know. I'll, yeah. I'll just turn it yeah. off the top of my head. Because, you know, if you get sacked now, it's just, you know, a sack. But maybe back then, if you ran out of the pocket to try to avoid it, maybe they considered that a run. All right, so since we've already said these two guys, um, the four of us that did this here, um, why did you guys decide to put Jim Brown ahead of Autogram? I think when you think of the Browns, you think of Jim Brown. Yeah. 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 Again, I did it because of that and because the 40s. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. We did this a little bit in basketball too, you yeah. know. Uh, yeah. Well, I'll be honest with you. He's amazing. I, he I, I didn't do it because of time period because I don't respect Jim Brown's time period that much either. But it is better than the forties. Yeah, yeah. It's much better. Than well, so. are we going to transition into Jim Brown? Is that what we're? Well, uh, we've got. Is that? Well, Jimmy's number two is Jim Brown. Okay. Uh, why? All of our he's numbers. He's got autogram at one. Right? Yeah, he's got autogram at one. Okay. Ray's was Yo, Ray, Jim Brown. We don't know who Jim Ray's number one is. Jim Brown. Oh, <laughs> all, right. <laughs> all right. So then all the rest of us have Jim Brown number one. Yes. Okay. Yeah. I mean, that's just, when you say Cleveland Browns, that's just the first player that yeah. comes to mind. There are I agree. lots of people that will tell you Jim Brown is not only the greatest running back ever, but the greatest football player ever. Mark thinks that. Many people believe that. And I, I think you can, I mean, I don't think that, but I mean, I don't look at those people like, oh, they're so crazy. Yeah. Like, you can make a, he, he dominated, like he, he, he did. To me, he was, he's the Wilt Chamberlain of the NFL. I was going to say the same thing. He is Wilt Chamberlain of the NFL. He was a man amongst boys in his time period. He was not only the fastest player on the field, but he was also the strongest. And he ran around and through everyone yeah, all the that, time. <laughs> that's, uh. I think it's 
It is. It's, it's almost a complete comparison because yeah. he was just so much better and bigger mm-hmm. than every. I mean, like he was, he was bigger than the defensive linemen a lot of times. Some of them. Yeah. Like yeah. I mean, like a defensive end back then was probably what two thirty, two forty. You might that might be a big defensive end. Yeah. For some some of those periods. Mm-hmm. I mean, and he's he's a brick shit house and not and eight times more athletic than those guys and probably a similar strength level. I mean, it's yeah. so. What, how many seasons did he play? Ten, eleven, uh, ten, ten. I was thinking his career was. I mean, he could have really put some records out there. He no, played he, a little nine. Long. I'm probably nine. Nine. Okay. Nine years. Yeah. I mean, when he retired, he did pretty much hold all the records, didn't he? Oh, yeah, he, he did. did. Yeah, yeah. 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 So yeah. He obliterated a yeah. lot of them. He, he yeah. was. But I think. Well, he held the. Um, well, I have it over here. Sorry. Um, he has a championship, three MVPs, all before the merger. Um, he was a rookie of the year. He's on the All Sixties team. He retired after nine seasons as the all-time leading rusher and remained so for eighteen years. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So until Walter. Yeah. Until Walter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, he does have a lot of awards. I mean, oh, yeah. he's got nine Pro Bowls, eight All Pros, three MVPs. Then he, then you get here's the other thing. He has three other MVPs, which I don't know what they are. Like we have the AP MVP, which we still have today. But then we have the UPI MVP and the <laughs> NEA MVP. Yeah. Well, UPI is United Press. It's the same as AP uh-huh. as Associated Press. It was just they used to have competing yeah, college yeah. bowls too. Used to have two. Um, college national championships. Mm. One would be AP, one would be UPI. Gotcha, gotcha. He was also Rookie of the Year. He was three-time Player of the Year. Um, yeah, my question, nine Pro Bowls, eight All-Pros. How did he not... I mean, who was the head of for All-Pro for the one year? Was it maybe Gail Sayers? He never missed a game, so it wasn't didn't, because of injury. Didn't Gail, Gail Sayers play at that time? Or was he... After. Well, let's see if we can. Now, Gail Sayers would have been there for at least the part of his career. Yeah, Gail Sayers yeah. was what, late 60s, early 70s? Yes. Yeah, but it, it, was, was, like, it was like a, what, a four or five, four year window. Yeah. He was phenomenal for a short period of time. So yeah. Maybe Gail Sayers took one of his all pros. That's the only person I can think of off the top of my head. He didn't win it in 62. Ooh, I, might, I don't know when mm. Gail Sayers got there. Oh, that's a good little deal. I can't think of anybody else, can you? Not from that far back. <laughs> no, I'm trying to think. Yeah, Garrett Gale Sears is all I we got. got. It. <laughs> um, I got to find running back, but I got the all pro team pulled up. Um, Gale Sears is not played till '65. Okay. John David Crow from St. Louis. Okay. <laughs> yeah, John David Crow was. I mean, I heard my dad talk about him. I think he played for Texas A&M in college. I think he was one of. Uh, um, played for Bear Bryant, I think, at A&M maybe. And Dad always talks about him being a really good player. But well, I'm for con- me. I'm confused, though, because only one running back that year? Yeah. Oh, no, Jim Brown's, Jim Brown's on here at fullback. I think he's almost always considered a fullback. Yeah, I think that's what it says on Yeah. For some reason, position. he's always listed at fullback. Hmm. I don't quite understand why that is, but even though he was the running back of the team, but he was always listed at fullback, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I think you're right. Well, yeah, I don't... 
Well, most of the teams back then usually had two back sets. So, yeah. yeah. The other guy would have been smaller, so they probably called him the halfback and Jim the fullback. Wasn't there, didn't Jim Brown play with a guy for a very brief period of time that was supposed to be really, really, really good, but then, like, something happened to him and he, like, passed away or his career abruptly ended or something? Well, are you confusing him with Gail Sayers? Because he played with the, the Brian, Brian Piccolo. Brian, that yeah. movie Brian song. Yeah. Maybe I am confusing with Gil Sears. Maybe. Yeah, because Brian Piccolo was, he got ALS, didn't he? I could have sworn this was all He had something what he get. I, I can't remember now, but I mean, it's, it's like he, he showed up for camp and they're like, hey, you've lost like 20 pounds. Yeah. Like, what's going on? And yeah. he's like, I don't know. And like, he kept getting worse and worse. And yeah, they're like, he ended up in the hospital during like the season. He and Gail Sayers were really close. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Has everyone seen the movie Brian song? Yeah, I'd watch it in school. Yeah, it's it's a good movie. I mean, I, yeah. I mean, I could have sworn it was a Browns movie, but maybe I'm wrong. <laughs> maybe I'm wrong. Cause well, there were some other good running backs for the Browns. What's the, uh, but I don't remember the time period. Yeah, I don't know. The, um, oh, they called it, oh, um, famous nickname. Played for, did he play for Syracuse? Oh, you know when he said he because he won the Heisman, I remember. Oh, um, something Davis. I want to say like Ernie Davis or something. That sounds right. It was I was Ernie something. Ernie Green. There, he's one of the Browns' all-time leading rushers. But I was thinking something happened to this guy too. It really got us down a rabbit hole here, didn't it? Yeah. (laughs) Well. Because there's a movie about him. Yeah, Ernie Davis won the Heisman and went to Syracuse. And then. Okay. And he was selected there, by the Cleveland Browns. Yeah, by the okay. Cleveland Browns. Maybe that's what I was thinking of. What, what year, Drew? He was the first pick in the 1962 NFL draft. Did something like kind of bad happen to him? Because that might be the guy I'm thinking of. Uh, after 13 months' battle against acute montic leukemia. Okay. Oh, leukemia. A form of blood yeah. cancer. That's okay, that's the guy. I watched like a movie or a documentary or yeah. something about yeah. it. Yeah, I can't remember. What's his nickname? Because that's the name of the movie. Something Comet? He died He died. Oh, 23. 23. God damn it. That's what age? 23. <laughs> 23? Yeah. Does it say his nickname in there, Drew? Um, the El Marie Express? What's it? The What's Express, the maybe? Yeah, yeah, something like, yeah. Okay. Yeah, but that's the name of the, and the, I haven't seen that movie, but I've heard it's good. I, I don't feel as crazy now. Okay. But yeah. Um, Uncle Doug, earlier I said Mike Pruitt, and you're yeah. like, I don't know Mike Pruitt. I know Greg Pruitt. Right. Um, on the all-time leading rusher list for the Browns, they're back-to-back, Mike oh. and Greg Pruitt. Okay. Whether they're related or not, I have no idea. I remember Greg. I didn't really remember Mike. But... They, they might have overlapped. Uh, well, they did. Uh, Mike Pruitt played from 76 to 84, and Greg Pruitt played from 73 to 81. Oh, okay. <laughs> so they were on the Browns at the same time. Yeah. Um, Pruitt and Pruitt. <laughs> uh, but G- Jim Brown has 12,000 rushing yards and 100 TDs yeah. in Brown's history. Leroy Kelly is second with 7,000 yards and 74 TDs. Yeah. And Leroy Kelly was a pretty good runner, too. I remember watching him play a little bit. Um, that is, uh, he overlapped with Jim Brown for a for year. Um, so 5,000 yards and th- almost 30 touchdowns difference between those two guys. Yeah. I mean, Jim Brown was just so dominant. I mean, just... I mean, he averaged over 100 yards a game for his career. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's crazy. I mean... One I, of only, what, 
a few running backs in NFL history that to retire with a five yards per carry average. Yeah. He's one of like four or five of them to yeah. ever do it, and he's one of them. Well, and you got to remember his his seasons would have only been like twelve games. He played twelve games for his first four years, and they moved to fourteen they games. Fourteen, okay. Um, he and he was actually a pretty good pass catcher too. Yeah, he was a talented guy. He uh, he has um twenty five hundred career receiving yards, with twenty touchdowns. I think he was kind of ahead of his era. He was, uh, yeah. So you you want to hear a cool Jim Brown story? Uh, that has nothing to do with how good he was at football, but uh, I read the uh, Andre Agassi's biography, the Open, I think it's mm-hmm. called. Yeah, uh, you've, you've got it too, don't you? Yeah, it's a good book. Yeah, like his his dad, Andre Agassi's. I mean, like again, psychopath. Oh yeah. Um, but his thing was is like he made. Andre practiced like so many hours a day doing these crazy, crazy drills. Like, just blit. I mean, like, we're talking like at like six years old, Andre is having to return 300 serves a day from a machine that it shoots the ball over 100 miles an hour. Yeah, he took a, a normal ball machine and his dad, Tim the tool man, tailored it. Yeah. He jacked it up. And yeah. put it up on a box so it shot at extreme angles. Yeah. That's oh, what he did to Andre. So. Damn. But when he was eight years old, he started taking him to country clubs and making him play grown men for money. And his dad would flip the fuck out if Andre ever came close to losing. Yeah. Because he didn't have the money to pay the debts. Like, he would bet money he didn't have. Right. And Andre, I mean, knew it. He had. He was under a ton of pressure. So one day his dad was outside the country club running his mouth. And they go, well, we got a guy inside that will whoop your son. He's like, well, bring him out. And it was Jim Brown. <laughs> and Andre beat him. Yeah. Oh, that's kind of cool. <laughs> <laughs> At eight years old. Right. <laughs> yeah. Like, so. Hmm. That, that's what I'm saying. Like, when when you're around people, they're like, man, if I'd have had a couple more inches or if I wouldn't have done this or I'd have made this decision, I'd have played in the pros. No, you wouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> no. Like, when you were eight years old. You were beating professional athletes, not at their own sport, right? But I mean, beating professional athletes at your sport. Like I, I read Dustin Pedroia's autobiography, and we're not talking about like elite level Hall of Famer. We're just talking about like one time MVP, you know, really good player in majors. And he started for the varsity high school team at ten years old. That's mm. pretty crazy. Yeah, like that is crazy. You know, and like batted like four fifty or something stupid like that. Like you, you, you don't. You just you yeah. you just can't. It's hard to put into words how much better they are than everybody. Yeah, you know, like these guys that are really good professional athletes. Like they're not. It's not. I mean, yeah, I would love to say, man, if I was six six, I could have. You know, I'd have been so great at this or that. You know, but it just wasn't in the cards. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Being tall would have been nice, but it wouldn't have made me Michael Jordan. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, uh, so anyway, um, Jim Brown's a ridiculous, ridiculous athlete. Because he also like did other things too. Didn't he like? Didn't he like hold uh, some sort of high jump record? No problem. And like, yeah. Didn't he like run? Like, didn't he like win 
break state records and track and like stupid I stuff like that. Have, I think, yeah, yeah, I think he does have some track records of some sort. Like Jim Brown was just like a all around really good athlete. Oh yeah, and then like, I mean, I think we did this a lot in basketball where we tried to guess if someone could translate. And, like, if you sit there and think about how great of an athlete Jim Brown was back then, then say, like, you transport him to, like, today's NFL and give him all of the advancements in working out and nutrition and recovery, imagine the freaking nature he'd be on the field. Like, he'd be at least like Adrian Peterson. Like, that dude was naturally a monster. And you give him all the advancements of today's, I mean that the players now have, like, he's going to be a beast whenever he plays. I think that's, I think, I would say that's pretty obvious. But All right, so I got something for you here. Jim Brown ran a 4-5 um, 40 time. Mm-hmm. But back then, they they wore their pads to run the 40. Ooh. <laughs> and you had to start from a three-point stance. Yeah. So he... He probably could have got a at least a four four maybe four three <laughs> <laughs> at his size and strength six two yeah. two thirty five two thirty five damn <laughs> and that was like a a lean two thirty like that's that's nasty well that's Drew with fifty pounds Drew is like six two six two and a half and like one eighty five or so. So, probably like 50 pounds of mainly muscle. Yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, I can't even imagine putting on that much weight without yeah, it. 50 without like, getting fat. Like, yeah. Wow. Yeah, that's it's insane. Indeed. Well, we, we have crossed the hour mark, and we haven't started our debate on who we're keeping and losing. Uh, yeah. yeah. So, let me, let me do what I did last <laughs> week. Uh, Ray, can I steal a piece of paper again? I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, I want to write down all the players, see how many we have this week. <laughs> Thanks, Ray. Yep. You need this back with your stuff on? No, you're fine. You okay. Right on the back or whatever. All right, so we got Jim Brown. We got Otto Graham. He said Jim Brown and Otto Graham. Yes. <laughs> well, you didn't have the mic to your face. Oh, sorry. Um, Joe Thomas, Ozzie Newsom. Um, we got Clay Matthews. Um, who else, guys? Um, Paul yeah. Warfield. Paul Warfield, yes. The Lou guy. Yeah, Groza. Oh yeah, Lou Groza. Yeah, kicker. And then Jimmy's two '80s quarterbacks, yeah. Bernie oh, yeah. and Bernie and Kosar and Brian, Brian. Sype. So that is nine guys, same amount as last week. Okay. Jesus. <laughs> I thought this would be easier. <laughs> oh. Well, can we all agree that Jim Brown? I mean, we all have Jim Brown, right? Jim, we all have Jim Brown one. No. Oh, except for Jimmy. We have right. two. So. But he has not two. So I think we can all agree Jim Brown's on the list. Yeah. yeah. I'd say yeah. Jim Brown. Mark Jim Brown. I mean, yeah. <laughs> one. he has to be on the list. Yeah. yeah. This podcast would be considered a joke if Jim Brown was not. <laughs> We're leaving Jim off. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry, guys. So, do all of us have autograms someplace? Not Ray. Not Ray. Ray. Okay, Ray didn't. Ray's the only one that doesn't have autogram. He's also the only one that, well, him and Jimmy, neither one have Joe Thomas. Okay. Ooh, okay. 
Yeah, I asked. I told. I think I told them without you, Wade. I asked Jimmy why he left Joe Thomas off his list, and he said because he never had any success as a team. Like he was on terrible teams Which his whole career. Sipe and Kosar did so. Yeah, I but, see. I see Jimmy's. I mean, Jimmy was consistent in that all the guys he listed had success. Had success. Yeah. And I, but I will say this though. Um, Tackles don't usually turn franchises around. Right. You don't get a great tackle and be like, well, we're going to win 12 games this year. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, because you can still have a shitty quarterback. <laughs> like they did. Yep. They, his entire career. They've like, had a bad team. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, he was playing with, like, Johnny Manziel and oh, Deshaun Kaiser. I mean, just so many. Josh guys. Whedon. Yeah, it's a new guy every year. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, what was the, was the Anderson guy? I think got two years. Uh, no, that's when they had Kellen Winslow Jr. and they had Braylon Edwards and they had him and they actually won like nine games or something, yeah. or ten games. Colt yeah. McCoy was there for a while. Hey, Colt McCoy was a decent game man. My room for Texas. That's good. Stuff. I like Colt. Colt McCoy is still in the NFL. Did he win a game this year? He played for I think filled in for Kyler Murray. I think he went undefeated, didn't he? Not undefeated, but uh, won like what two, three games? Only lost I, like one. Um, oh, this year, yeah, yeah, he only lost one game. Yeah, yeah. The last couple of years, I he was like four, 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 four and one this year. Yeah. <laughs> Look at him. I mean, if I got then all these guys don't need Keller Murray. You got Cole McCoy. <laughs> Trade him. Although <laughs> they, did, they did bring Kyler Murray back for the playoffs, and he stunk it up. So. <laughs> uh, yeah. we well, guys, here's the thing. Um, we have uh, three quarterbacks left, uh, an offensive lineman, a tight end, a linebacker. What was Paul Warfield again? Wide receiver. A wide receiver and a kicker. So do we need to narrow down our quarterbacks? I don't think we're going to put three quarterbacks on with Jim Brown, are we? Uh, probably not. No. Uh, especially since we've really never well, – let's, let's just keep going. All right, well, let, can we get rid of one quarterback to start off with? We have Otto Graham, we have Brian Sipe, and we have Bernie Kozar. I would say Sipe is the least well-known one of the three, I would say, in my opinion. I think yeah, even, we were looking at stuff. I would, even if you're just someone who's not a Browns fan, but you're an NFL fan, you've definitely heard the name Otto Graham, and you've probably heard the name Bernie Kozar once or twice in your life. I do, I do agree with you. I didn't even know who Brian Sipe was. I don't um, um, now, here's the thing. Brian Sight played his entire career for the Cleveland Browns. And okay. um, MVP. Bernie Kosar only played eight years with them and then left. Um, so, and he, uh, Brian Sight is an NFL MVP. Okay. Uh, Bernie Kosar doesn't have anything like that. Um, so there is those two things to think about. Um, also, Brian Sipe, this is back-to-back seasons for him. Mm-hmm. 3,800 yards, 28 touchdowns. 4,100 yards, 30 touchdowns. That is pretty impressive. Bernie Kozar never did anything close to that. Yeah. Okay, well, who did Jimmy have higher? Kozar. Okay. okay. Now, why, I don't know. Maybe he had Otto Graham even higher. <laughs> Yeah. Well, yeah, I don't. So I think. Thinking, are we going to go multiple quarterbacks? I don't know, but I, right now I think we we're just not around getting rid of quarterbacks. <laughs> <on the offense>. <laughs> 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 so, you know. Yeah, I like Sipe, and I really like Kosar, 
But if we're only going one quarterback, I feel like we got to go Otto Graham. Otto Graham. Yeah. I mean, the guy's got seven titles in ten years. And he's got just as many passing yards in the he's 40s. one of them. the greatest hey. pioneers of the whole sport. I have him on my list, guys. I don't <laughs> argue with you. We have to convince Ray to put a quarterback on the list because Ray doesn't have any. Look, I, you're acting like you're trying hard to convince me here. Like, I'm down to take somebody off for, for Graham. Okay. okay. Oh, Graham. We can agree on Otto Graham. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to the other two quarterbacks. Yeah. 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 Get out of town. They're arguing about 80s quarterback. Yeah. They have no championship to the franchise. And we talked about Clay Matthews, but none of us put him on our list, right? Ray did. Ray. Oh, Ray did. Okay. That's right. I'm sorry. I forgot. And I liked Clay. Of course, that was the whole Matthews family is amazing. That is true. You got his brother was a lineman, and then he was a linebacker, and then they got kids that are in the NFL. <laughs> I strongly considered him over Ozzie Newsom, but the more I thought about it, I feel like Ozzie Newsom has a more. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, more like historically impactful career, like one of the first ever great pass catching tight ends. Like, Clay Matthews wasn't, like, a pioneer of something. Like, he wasn't, like, he didn't, as great as he was, and I think he was an all-around beast, like I, I said, he might be better than Junior Seau. Um, like, Ozzie Newsome and, like, Kellen Winslow were, like, the first ever great pass-catching mm-hmm. tight ends in NFL history. Yeah. Along with, uh, yeah. like, John, well, yeah, John Mackey back with the Colts. But, like, those are, what, your first three ever great tight ends? Yeah, well, that's probably. what we, well, you weren't here for the beginning, but that's what we said. We talked about how he's, like, Eighth on the list on like catches and yards, but he's behind like Antonio Gates and all the guys. Now well, you get more. Okay. If you transport him to today's passing NFL, like you yeah. guarantee he's going to tear yeah, it up. He'd be crazy yes. good. I mean, yeah. you got to think of when and where he he played and it's his stats for for the way tight ends were used back then. Like he that was crazy what he did. Well, he's still the Browns' all-time leading receiver and or yards and catches. And his fifth all time in touchdowns for their franchise. Right. So like as far as catching goes, he's a he's he's right up there with anybody. Um and he played his entire career in Cleveland. Yeah. Yeah. Well I'm okay with dropping Paul Warfield. I can go with Ozzy or one of the other guys. Mainly because of the five years he played in Miami. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean Paul got three titles, but two of them were with the Dolphins. And uh, you missed my spiel on Paul Warfield. I yeah. I, I read a little about him. Yeah, the thing I really liked about him was average twenty point one yards a game first career or yeah catch first career. That is pretty wild. But yeah, but because of all the time in Miami, I'd say we slide him off the list. All right, so that leaves us with four guys for two spots. Okay, we're down to Joe Thomas, Ozzie Newsom, Clay Matthews, and Lou Groza for our final two spots. What well, was I? Well, I think I said it in the first episode. We were, talking, we were talking about offensive linemen, and I hinted that the next week we're going to have one on our on our list. And Joe Thomas is one of the was it one of only two or three people, or maybe maybe the only person ever to start their career off with ten straight Pro Bowl selections. That's unheard of, and he was maybe the great. Well, that's hard to say. He's easily one of the greatest um, pass blocking left tackles to ever play. And you make ten straight Pro Bowls with like six first team All Pros mixed in there. And those ten seasons, his first ten seasons, he played every game. Right, didn't yeah. miss a game. Like so, yeah, he mean, was the Browns franchise for a decade. He, he was, was definitely the face of the franchise. Yeah, yeah. yeah, as a left tackle, even though the franchise sucked, 
if when you're a left tackle and you're the face of the franchise, that's pretty impressive because you're not at a position where people really get to know you or see you or you do a lot of flashy things. But everyone knew the Browns' best player was Thomas. Ray? I don't know how I feel about putting a tackle on the list. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Well, I will tell you, Ray, he doesn't have any sacks, so I don't know if you're going to put it Well, damn, man. I've never scored a touchdown. That's a big deal breaker now. <laughs> There's going to be other tackles we're going to have to put on oh later. Gosh. Well, the, this whole division, the rest of the division, will have at least one offensive lineman on it. The Bengals' greatest player ever is an offensive lineman. Yes. Well, later on with the Jaguars, they're only Hall of Famers in offensive line. The Ravens have a all-time great offensive lineman that will probably make it over Mount Rushmore. So where do you guys got Thomas again on your list? Well, I think we all had him at three. We yeah, all had three. three. three yeah. yes. Okay. All right. All right. He's cool with Thomas. Yeah, Thomas is on. All right. Are we bullying you right now, Ray? <laughs> no. It's just, I mean... I don't know. I mean, the the kicker I thought was a pretty good pick, but I mean, tackle is a tough spot, the tough position. I mean, it's they they pay them what they they make the second most money in the NFL buying quarterbacks, left tackles. Yeah, yeah because yeah. they that's how important they are. Yeah. Well, so that means we got three guys for one spot. Okay, so we got who is it? Uh, Lou Groza, the kicker. Okay. Clay Matthews, the linebacker. And Ozzie News from the tight end. I don't know where to start. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, well, I mean, I think I spilled my love for Clay Matthews, so I do really like Matthews. You did, but you left I him gave, off your list. Well, yeah, I said I thought Newsom was more historically relevant. Relevant, yeah, and, and meant a little more to his position, but Matthews was a beast. Matthews was a beast. What about Lou Groza? Yeah, what about Lou? I don't really give a fuck about it. <laughs> <laughs> kind of a cool I, story, but yeah. I considered all three of them for the for my fourth spot on my list. Well, I will yeah, say yeah, I did I'm, not. I'm good I, with all of them. I did not consider Lou Groza for my list. I will say that I I didn't even look at him. So okay, outside of kicking the other positions he played. How much, like, how much did he play those other positions? Let's, like, see, let's, see, let's see if we can. I think he was a four-time Pro Bowler at left tackle. Okay, so, yeah, so he was like, beast in other positions. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't yeah. just like a little he, thing. He played for twenty <laughs> nine Pro Bowls, four times All Pro, and a Player of the Year. Okay, right. <laughs> so he was okay with what like eight titles, four NFL and four the little AAFL things. But, okay, yeah, yeah, correct. Yep. Was he like there around like Otto Graham period? I'm guessing he started yeah. like in. Was it forty six? If he's in that AAFL, then it would have been the forties. Yeah, he played okay. from forty six to sixty seven. So it's probably safe to say, out of the three, he probably has the best overall resume. But we also had the member to. I think we got to kind of do what we did with Franco Harris last week. You got to think it's it's a lot of it is due to your popularity and who do you think of as your four. Well, if it's who you guys. think of, it's Ozzie Newsome because he's yeah, a name. Yeah, exactly. Well, and yeah, he's. But this guy clearly has the better resume, and then Matthews is kind of the forgotten soul that no one talks about. Yeah, his, obviously. Lou Groza's all pros are as as a left tackle, not as a kicker. That's well, and 
Lou Groza and Ozzy are both in the Hall of Fame, and Clay is not yet. Now, I don't agree with that. I think Clay should be. But he's not. But at this but point at in time, day, he's not in the Hall of Fame. That is true. That is true. Well, here's, here's my question, and I don't know the answer to it per se, but because of the time period that Clay Matthews played in, are his, like, his tackle numbers so large because he played in such a run-happy team and he was playing linebacker? Uh, I don't know. I mean, we talked about last week. We didn't even have tackle numbers for the for the linebackers we were talking right, about. True. Um, but in the, you know, I don't. I, mean, I don't know. The NFL was obviously still heavy running, but it was open the process of opening up compared to like when we were talking about the Steelers. Like the NFL was still pretty run happy for it was just run happy so it had opened up quite a bit uncle doug in the 70s and 80s name another all-time great linebacker and let's compare him to clay matthews and see what this is what it looks like i'm trying to think well of course you got the the steeler linebackers they don't have stats though yeah that's too early for stats though that's what i'm saying like 70s 80s what about, not um, not uh was matthews more 80s 90s or 70s 80s i think it was 70s 80s let me pull it up uh 78 to 93 okay oh, 70, what about so like, so like there. two years in the 70s uh, so 78 okay, to so 90. i think 80s yeah so just, just do 80s i just the mike single there for the bears oh that's a good one that's yeah that's good okay. when did lawrence taylor come in yeah, yeah, Lawrence Taylor in the well, 80s. Compared but... to maybe the greatest defensive player ever, <laughs> it might not be fair. Well, but that that may be part of the reason why he's not in the Hall of Fame. Could be. I mean, I'm trying to think who the linebackers, the dominant linebackers were then. Yeah, the, Mike Singletary's career almost completely overlaps with his. Um, but Mike Singletary doesn't have tackles. But he came in the league three years later. Huh. That doesn't make any sense. No, I've had... Had some issues looking stats up, and one of the places I looked was not counting like all pros if you weren't first team. Yeah, that this the uh, what do you want? A pro football reference. Hmm. Yeah, they'll list them as so many all pros, and then if you look, yeah. he had that many first teams, and then there'll be a bunch more second team all pro. <laughs> well, I mean, it's still an all pro. That's yeah. yeah list them all. I yeah. will say this: the one, the things I can compare is Mike Singletary has 19 sacks for his career, not 82, <laughs> and he has seven interceptions, not 16. Right. What about the forced fumbles? Clay Matthews has a. Fumble. There is none. I don't have forced fumbles. I don't have. I don't have tackles. Well, that would have been Mike Singletary's calling card for him right. being the middle linebacker. Right. That's what more what I wanted to look at was the tackles. Because again, like, I even, thought he would have his tackles. Even with the Clay Matthews yeah, thing, I don't think they really sense. count a lot of the assisted tackles with when the ones the numbers we did Mike get. Singletary it's really goofy. I don't know. I, I don't understand though how a guy that played later than Clay Matthews doesn't right. have tackles, but Clay Matthews does. I know. I don't understand. That doesn't make any damn sense. Well, I guess look up Lawrence Taylor and let's see how. I mean, it's comparing him to the best. Yeah. Lawrence Taylor is going to wax his ass. It's <laughs> well, for sure, but if, if he's even close, yeah, if he ought to be in the Hall of Fame. I, I'm sorry, but I think Clay Matthews ought to be in the Hall of Fame. Me too. <laughs> Me too. I like Clay Matthews. Lawrence Taylor doesn't have tackles either. He has 142 sacks. <laughs> oh, yeah. um, but, but like I've heard stats before of like his first couple years in the league, like. Um, like when I was watching the old NFL channel of like when they say like Lawrence Taylor had like a hundred and like thirty, it was like well over a hundred tackles plus like sixteen sacks or something like. So I know they've it's recorded somewhere. 
This is this is my mo- All right, here we go. I'm on the Pro Football Hall of Fame for Mike Singletary. He has amassed an impressive 1,488 career tackles, in which which is a hundred less than Clay Matthews. And yeah, 885 of them were solo efforts. That's according to the Hall, Football Hall of Fame. All right. Hmm. Okay. So Matthews even. Well, Matthews probably has a. And Singletary was just considered a tackling machine. Yeah. Well, I don't. Well, Matthews might have played a lot longer than him. Yeah. How many years did Singletary play? That's true. But Matthews was also an outside linebacker and was partially a pass rusher, not just a tackler. And so, who Mike Singletary also played that whole defense that. <laughs> Yeah, he Singletary only played eleven years, ten years. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Matthews played nineteen. So yeah, well, they were they they did a lot of different things so too. Like that's why he beat them by like what sixty sacks. Yeah, sixty. You know, they did different stuff on. So the wait, can you look up Lawrence Taylor real quick, Drew? Yeah. No, oh, this is gonna be bad. Oh, well, I mean, the bad part's already over. The sacks are what really going to separate him. I don't know that Lawrence Taylor will completely kill him in tackles. I don't. I don't know. I don't know. And we'll see about like the interceptions and for. Well, I'm so sure. only, Lawrence Taylor only had one thousand tackles. Oh well, wow! Yeah. How many years? <clears throat> um, it's, let's see how many years he played. So what years did Clay play? Seventy-eight to ninety-three. Ninety-six. Probably, he left for ninety-three in Cleveland, but yeah, yeah, he continued to play in Atlanta. Well, I looked up all '80s team, and the linebackers listed are Mike Singletary, Lawrence Taylor, Ted Hendricks. Okay. Which he played for the Raiders from seventy-five to eighty-three. So he was only in the '80s for like three years. I mean, <laughs> he was a good linebacker, but he only in the '80s three years. Jack Lambert, Andre Tippett, uh, played for the Patriots between '82 and '93. Um, John Anderson played for Green Bay. Okay. Lawrence Taylor played twelve years, and then Carl Banks. Now I remember Carl Banks playing for the Giants. He was pretty good. I don't remember John Anderson all that much. So Clay, Matthews, so Clay Matthews just got the snub and shit on, huh? I mean, even Kinda, when you yeah. look at his award, it only has like well, it's like four Pro Bowls and nothing else. Yeah, that's it. Yep. Yeah, four yeah. Pro Bowls, nothing else. I, mean, I compared him to Junior Seau on purpose because it looks like they were very similar in the fact that they were asked to do a little bit of everything. Um, drawback and coverage, sometimes they weren't just a pass rusher, but they on certain times they were asked to be an important pass rusher, and they were also keys and stopping the run, which you know, so I thought they were both a perfect comparison, that's why I compared the two. Kind of like the Vikings now they have that, well they used to have that, was it Anthony Barr? He was a yeah. really versatile guy. Mm-hmm. He would stop the run. He wasn't a full-time pass rusher, but maybe about half the time he could guard tight ends. Like, Well that's the thing, man, is uh, when you when you're a guy that has 1,500 tackles, I don't expect the next sentence to say well, I also had 82 sacks. Exactly. Like, and a fuck ton of forced fumbles. Yeah. And the next sentence would be, you're not a Hall of Famer. Yeah. Uh, that's also true. Yeah. I just don't get that. It's kind of mind-boggling. Mm-hmm. I'm going to Google it. By the way, uh, you got, we were talking about the Matthews family earlier. Yeah. <laughs> it's... Um, nuts? <laughs> it's nuts, yeah. Um, 
really until Clay's career kind of well, abruptly ended, he probably had a shot at being a Hall of Famer for a while. But um, Clay Matthews' dad, also Clay Matthews, played in the NFL right for f- only four years as a def- but as a defensive lineman. Um, but then Clay Matthews makes the league. We just talked about his career, but also his brother Bruce Matthews mm-hmm. ma- makes the league. He was what offensive lineman for the Oilers. He was he, something he, like that. Yes, he was an offensive lineman for for Houston and then Tennessee, and he played for eighteen seasons. And he was really good. He's too. a Hall of Famer, isn't he? He's a Hall of Famer, fourteen time Pro Bowler, All Nineties yeah. team. So. Um, so you have a dad and both of his sons, but then you have Bruce Matthews kids, three of them made the league. Yeah. And then two of Clay's made the league. Yeah. That's crazy. So imagine not making the league. Yeah. Imagine being the one left out. Guys, I didn't make it. (laughs) Sorry. I mean, Jake Matthews, who is Clay's nephew, it's Bruce's son. He was what? Number one overall pick is an offensive tackle? I think he might have been, yeah. Uh, he went... He no, win. he went sixth overall. Oh, but okay. still, he was like the tackle that year. The guy was supposed to be just... Did one of them go to Atlanta? Wasn't he? That's, yeah. that's Jake, yeah. That's Jake. yeah okay. Didn't yeah. he play on like Broken Leg or something in the Super Bowl? Was that a different lineman? I think that was Alex that Mack that did that, wasn't it? Maybe the center? I don't remember either, but... Um, well, wait... But, we need to decide between Matthews and Newsom and this other guy. <laughs> this other guy? <laughs> nah, I forgot his name. So, Luke Rosa. So, take the kicker off. So, we got Newsom and Matthews. By the way, how many tackles do you think the current Clay Matthews has in his career? Oh, I mean, he he was kind of just a sack guy at the beginning, so I don't know. Maybe he played the same position as that outside linebacker. I don't know. I'd say for... 700? 500? No, he, he has more sacks than his dad. He's a 91 instead of 82, but still, yeah. you get nine more sacks and a thousand less tackles. Yeah, yeah. and considered a great linebacker. Yeah. I mean, he was one of the best sack guys in the league for a while. He's got a defensive player of the year. Sure, yeah. he knows all about that. A little bear stand. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even sure that the Packers episode. Screw those guys. But you you think about Clay and it's he was competing against Lawrence Taylor mm-hmm. and Mike Singletary and one of the greatest defenses. The Bear, I mean, the Bears defense with Singletary was one of the greatest defenses ever. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. And so they got the publicity. And I read some of that stuff on Andre Tippett. Andre Tippett was had over a hundred sacks in his career mm. and was defensive player of the year and this and that for the Patriots. Well, that when the Browns were doing all this, they were known for how they lost in these AFC championship games and choking it up and then really were never relevant ever again. Right. Okay, so let me ask this question, guys. When we're t- discussing three hall or two Hall of Famers and a non-Hall of Famer, can we put a non-Hall of Famer on the list? We're going to in the Jaguars. <laughs> but they don't have four Hall of Famers. You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, Newsom and, and Groza are both in the Hall. Right. That's probably why all that's, of us chose Newsom. That's why I didn't yeah. put well, Clay Matthews on the list. Mm-hmm. Even though I think he should be in the Hall of Fame. I really wanted to put Matthews on my list. He was he was my number four for a little bit. And then I was like, ah, I can't do it. Yeah. 
just kidding. I, I, I think we it. probably ought to stick with the Hall of Famers. Yeah. Even though I think Clay should be one. I feel like when you, if you're a Browns fan, I feel like Newsom has to be in the top four. Yeah. Obviously, yeah. I'm not a Browns fan, so I don't know. And our Browns fan does not agree with half the stuff we chose. <laughs> and Jimmy. That's true. He's He's got three quarterbacks on his list. Yeah, I feel like you can't do that with the Browns. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm not even trying to be rude, but this is there. But uh, let me ask but you guys, kind of like the Jimmy's era, like that's when that's his heyday. That's, that's the Browns' yeah. heyday, and that was you know, and Jimmy probably watched all that. Yeah, in I mean, nineties. He was probably there a lot. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. But I, and they had success. Well, I guess here's my thing: we left off Bradshaw and Roethlisberger. Can we put on? Sip and Kozar over like <laughs> news like nuisance. That's, that's again those quarterbacks. Uh, neither one of those quarterbacks are Hall of Famers. They both threw to him, and they both threw to Nuisance. That's, that's right. True. Yeah, that's true. To him. The franchise all time leader in yeah, yeah. in yards and catches. Yeah. I feel like we're we're leaning towards Newsome. <laughs> I think we just need to put Ozzy yeah. on. Well, we put one pre Super Bowl guy on in in Graham. We put two. We had Jim Brown. Oh, that's true. Yeah, Jim is true. Yeah. I feel like I, I'd be okay with Ozzy. I feel like we gave Clay Matthews his love. Yeah. We talked about him a fuck ton this episode. <laughs> we gave him his Hall of Fame case. So, like, we have, right. we've, tr- we've tried here to give him some publicity. And he made race list pretty high. So, I mean, it's, he got yeah. some respect. Yeah. yeah. But I think we just need to put Newsom on. <laughs> yeah. By the way, if you want to... Um, Talk about how athletic Ozzy Newsom was. In 1978, he returned kicks. As a tight end, that's pretty cool. <laughs> that's how big was he? Um, he is 6'2", 232. So smaller than Jim Brown. <laughs> but to be honest with you, though, when I saw his size, I was surprised. And for an older tight end, I thought he'd be bigger. Yeah, yeah. I thought he'd be bigger. You know, because those guys were asked to stay in and block so often. Yeah. For some reason, that kind of pictured him being really tall, like 6'4", six, 6'5". Six, Me too. I was thinking that too. Yeah. Yeah. Like, that's the kind of part. I was not expecting 6'2". I was like, not expecting 6'2". Yeah. Like 6'2 is obviously good size, but... True. Why aren't you playing tight end? Yeah. I'm 185. Yeah, I'm not 230. <laughs> well, yeah. I'm, gonna, I'm just going to pull him up because when I was growing up, and you guys can talk, Uncle Doug, you would have watched. Wade, you would have, you know, grown up around it too, I think. But when I was growing up, Kellen Winslow was considered, like, the tight end. Yeah. Like, Kellen was, he awesome. was the greatest tight end of all time before we started seeing all these crazy yeah. numbers out of tight ends. Until end. Tony. Came out of Mizzou, yeah. by the way. Until Tony Gonzalez. Hmm. I didn't even know that, actually. Yes, he graduated from Mizzou. So, I just wanted to pull up their numbers side by side. Ozzie Newsom has 122 more catches. He has 1,200 more yards. Two more touchdowns, and they both average 12 yards a catch for their career, mm. which is, again, pretty nice for a tight end. 12 it yards is. A catch. 12 yards a catch for a tight end. That's pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, Ozzie Newsom's career numbers are better than Kellen Winslow's. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Well, it, it appears here that Winslow played three less years. Um, uh, yeah. Okay. So that's probably why it gets in. But still. So that that means Kellen Winslow only played ten years. Yeah, yeah, and Kellen Winslow was in at that point maybe the most pass happy offense the NFL had ever seen at that point. 
Yeah. They really uh, opened up in a way that the NFL really never seen before with Faust. And they had a Hall of Fame receiver, too. Tardy Joyner. Joyner and, uh, and Winslow. And Winslow's 6'5", 250. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> he was a big guy. By the way, talking about disappointments, his son. Yeah. A lot of potential. <laughs> yeah, a lot of potential. He actually had a, what, one or two good seasons before he went off the rails. And now he's in prison, isn't he? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. For, like, something really fucked up. Yeah. Like, didn't he, like, it was, like, child molestation or yeah, something. So it was, like, something really messed yeah, up, like, I think. something weird. Mm. Yeah. I don't know what happened to him. Um, we don't need to talk about him. <laughs> no. Yeah. I think it's time to announce our four officially. Yeah. Kelly Winslow only played nine seasons. Yeah. Yeah. Nine seasons, yeah. And you're right, he's from St. Louis, Missouri. That's yep. pretty cool. Played for Mizzou. So are we cool with Ozzy Newsom? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I okay. am. All right. Ozzy Newsom it is, guys, which I'm going to say, guys, that not only are these my four guys, but they're in the same order as my four guys. Same here. They're my four, they're guys, my four too. guys, too. Yep, I got three of them. And they're also in my order. You have my list. I do too. Which again, I will repeat: we do not show each other our list before the episode. Yeah, no, no, we don't. We don't. Um, it's cool. If three of us had the same exact list, and we ended up with that three. Well, when I saw Alex said his paper now. I said, "Oh crap!" I've got things. I didn't even realize I said that in front of you. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, when he get a award. So at, before we move on, um, I will say our final list is. Jim Brown, Otto Graham, Joe Thomas, and Ozzie Newsom as the Mount Rushmore for the Cleveland Browns. I apologize to Jimmy for only including two of his four guys as our resident Browns expert. Maybe if he was here, he could have made a bigger case for Kozar and Sype. And living in Cleveland, living through the, the 80s and watching these games, I'm sure that when he thinks... Of his team, these are guys that come straight to his mind. Yeah. And like I said earlier, Jimmy did say that his his list is based on biggest impact to their era, and these are the four guys he did he had. Um, well, shout out to Jimmy. We appreciate it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Hopefully, sometime we can have actually Jimmy be on an episode. Um, maybe if we have a Cleveland Cavaliers episode or a Cleveland. Commanders episode. I don't even like saying that. Guardians. 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 Oh, yeah. Who's the Commanders? Uh, Washington. Washington. Washington's the yeah. Commanders. The Guardians. See, I can't keep it straight because it's all <laughs> stupid. Yeah. yeah. Um, we're having an Indians episode, and uh, Chief Wahoo can come in and sit with us because fuck everybody. <laughs> and uh, Jimmy can uh, come in for one of those, hopefully. We can, uh, or at least he can call in. We get something worked out. But anyway, that will end our Cleveland Browns portion of this episode and will lead us into trivia. Who would like to go first? Why well, is that even a question? That's <laughs> <laughs> right. true. What two teams are tied for the most number one draft pick ever? Like, they have the most ever number one overall pick. Which two teams? So, can I ask a question? Yes. Is this like in the history of the NFL or since the merger? Ooh. I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go with the merger. Okay. Oh, okay. Most number one. I got my answer, and I didn't even think of that long. You said two teams, right? <laughs> yep, two teams. 
they're tied at the top. I got an answer. All right. My, my, I wrote a couple teams down. All right, let's see. All right. I put Lions and Browns. I put Lions and Browns. Okay. I said Browns and Jets. All right. Hmm. I said Jaguars and Jets. It is none of those teams. Oh, it is wow. the Rams and the Colts. Oh, really? Yeah. Hey, they, your two teams suck. <laughs> each had seven. I guess you're three teams. I guess all three of you guys. Hey, wow. who has more Super Bowls, the Eagles or the Colts? <laughs> I don't know. Or, do they? The Colts. <laughs> We have two. Oh, yeah. Maybe, maybe get... our front offices are just good at trading. <laughs> oh, is that what it is? Yeah. Is that... Yeah, accumulate those first rounders. I'll go with it. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm not going to lie, though, guys. I was honestly surprised. Yeah. I thought the Lions were a dead ringer. I was like, yeah. I got this. Like, yeah, I put Lions and Browns pretty common. I did, I did too. <laughs> I was like, I'm going to get at least one of these. I mean... Because I, I didn't put the Jaguars because they've, of the shortness of time they've been around. Um, but uh, I also, I considered somebody, and I'm trying to think of who it was. But yeah, anyway, it doesn't matter. Who's next? Oh, yeah, who would like to go next? I can go. Um, Paul Brown was the owner of the Browns. He had the final say on the team name. Uh, but there was another suggested name voted on by the public. What was that name? I have no idea. He overruled them, by the way, obviously. <laughs> huh. Wow. Shooting in the dark. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Part of the reason that they gave for not t choosing this name was because it was a previously failed franchise. Okay. Um, man, I got I'm not sure on this one. Well, they failed that early on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wow. Hmm. I have to ask Jimmy if he knows. Yeah. All right. I, I got to guess. I got to guess. I'm not confident in it, though. Yep, I got something. Okay. All right, what you got? I wrote the Lakers. I put the Bulldogs. I just put the Indians. N.A. Oh. Panthers. Oh. Panthers. Oh. Yeah. I thought I maybe the Panthers just doesn't sound right. I, I think Indians or Bulldogs with the dog pound and... And of course, the Indian baseball team would have both been logical. That's why I that's why I put Bulldogs because I was just like an educated guest. Or the dog pound is what they call themselves. So I was like, hey, maybe. <laughs> um, who would like to go next? Hmm. Ray, you want to go? Yeah, I'll go ahead. All right. How many quarterbacks has the Browns had since nineteen? 99. Shit. <laughs> how many no. quarterbacks have they had, or how many quarterbacks started for them? It says, uh, I'm guessing probably started. How many quarterbacks yeah. have the, yeah, I don't know. I would guess started. Yeah. Because, I mean, <laughs> they could have up to 
well, six I mean, or seven true. a season. If it, I would, yeah, let's go with started because I think that's I'm probably sure. the right one. I've seen stuff like this on the internet. I'm pretty sure it, it started. Since what year you said, though? Uh, 1999. Oh, 1999. Well, I've seen this one guy's jersey. He like He's putting names on the back of this jersey. Mm-hmm. And it's like He's down the second column. Like he filled the whole jersey, and then it started again. That's nuts. Yeah. Oh, man. I got a guess. I'm writing down a guess. I got it. Yeah, it's a pure guess. Mm-hmm. Willard? Still researching my question. Um, Give me a second. Uh, All right. You got a number. Is that everybody? Yeah. All right. I put 27. Put 32. I said 26. 21. Son of a bitch. Drew, you got it. Let's go. What did you get? 32. 32. In 23 years, they've had 32 starting quarterbacks. I know there's probably a new one about every year there for a while. I'm like, I know oh, yeah. they suck so bad they had to have a couple yeah. different ones rotating in there. Definitely. Drew's first point of the football episode. Yes, sir. Good job, Drew. Damn it. Go, Drew. Ray, you're our lone scoreless person. You need to get a point here, buddy. Yeah, we'll see what happens. Off the board. Does that leave Wade and I? Yeah. Yep. You ready? Want me to go? Yeah, sure. Okay. Who was the first ever tight end inducted into the Hall of Fame? It's gonna be like it's gonna be like the tight end from the fucking Packers team, Bart Starr. <laughs> I got it. I think. Do we need both names or just one? I mean, like if I put down their last name, that's right. Does that? Oh, get out of here! <laughs> both down. <laughs> oh shit. I wrote them both down. All right, I got a guess. I got one. Yeah. You don't know? No. Okay, it's really not that I didn't think it was I wrote, hard. I wrote Mike Ditka. I put Kellen Winslow. Okay. I put Ditka. It is Ditka. Go, oh, <laughs> Drew. My Bears tied in. Yes, sir. What year does? What year would that have been? I think he was good with the Cowboys. I think that's when he made his big dent, I think. Playing wise, when did he? When did he? Would he have gone in? Oh, Dick was. He was. That's a long well, way. That, that, he played with the Bears when they played at Wrigley. Right. I mean, a long yeah. way. Through. Yeah. I thought about Mackey from the Colts, but then I thought, no, mm-hmm. Dick could probably predated him. Yeah, sir. Uncle Doug has now reclaimed the lead. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> and Drew is now tied with Wade. Many more weeks to go. <laughs> Not as many weeks as we had the last time. Yeah. yeah, like you've only got thirty more. Yeah, like half, less yeah. than half. Yeah, that's uh, me, right? Yeah, yeah. All right. So this is a, this is a, this is a cool one, but also a little difficult. Paul Brown of the Browns invented three things that we now use in the current NFL. Name one of them. Be interesting to see what you guys have to say. This could this could be anybody feel confident? Like anybody no? I have a guess no. down, but I'm I'm trying to think if there's something more obvious, I'm just not forgetting. Oh, well, fuck it. Um, I can't think of a third thing. I got one. Oh, I just wrote down one thing. 
Yeah, I just wrote down one. Oh. Okay. I always guess when you say there's three. I guess all three. <laughs> I use all my guesses. Yeah. Ray, you got anything? Ray seems very frustrated by today's questions. Yes, very. You ready? Yeah. And what we got? I said the forward pass. Oh, okay. No, I said face mask. I said helmet and pylon. Updated the football. Yeah. Well, the only person to get one right is Wade. He invented the face mask. He invented the draw play. He also invented the practice squad. Oh, cool. Okay. So Wade is now tied Uncle Doug for the lead again. Bye-bye, Drew. Oh, <laughs> there we go. Hey Ray, if me and Uncle Doug both win, do we both get trophies? <laughs> no, we'll we'll have a, probably have a bonus <laughs> round. Yeah. It'll be uh it'll be something goofy. <laughs> you guys won't it'll be like uh lingerie so la- league football trivia. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, after this week's tallies, the scores are as follows. Ray with zero. Sad. Alex with one. Yeah. Drew with two. And Wade and Doug with three. Yeah. So we went into this week with Wade and Doug tied for the lead, and we end this week with Wade and Doug tied for the lead. <laughs> Although um, Drew went from the back of the pack. To, yeah. To Drew play. went from zero to two this week, so right. quite the jump there for Drew. Making progress. It would still end you in third. That seems to be your uh, hey, your place. I just want there. a podium finish each <laughs> time. I can't make the podium. Ray, we got to pick it up, man. Man, I'm telling you, I'm going to have to start reading stuff. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for tuning in um, for this Cleveland Browns episode. And we would appreciate you tuning in next week for our Baltimore Ravens episode. Hmm. We should have a guest for that. Biggie's supposed to be here. He keeps telling me he's ready. <laughs> Although he's still pissed at us because he wants to put Ozzie Newsom on his list. And I keep telling him it has to be players. He's like, but Ozzie Newsom's more important than any of the players. And, you know, got to do what you got to do, man. <laughs> I'm sure I'm sure Bob will probably have some feelings about not being able to put Belichick on the list. That is who we're having for the Patriots, isn't it? He said Bob. Yeah, he wants to do the Patriots and the Lions. Oh, the Lions. Okay, yeah. I don't know any Lions fans. So that's all right. Big Barry Sanders fans. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. No, Barry's not. I don't think Barry's gonna make my list. You know, <laughs> it's the Lions. Who else do you <laughs> All right, I got two. No, I don't know what else to do. Uh, anyway, thanks for tuning in to Sports the Nemo Way. <laughs>